0: I believe in the earth I believe the I the And make you stand in the presence of His holy name, first we thank you to the only God that's ever Through Jesus, Father, we will ever see you again and The will you keep you from and make you stand in the presence of His glory, with great joy. To the only God of our Savior, to Jesus Christ of Lord. Be by the sea of and forever. for time,
1: Father, Father, we thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. Oh, we're so thankful. We're so thankful that you come to meet with us, Father. We invite you to come and inspect our candlestick, Father. We, expect, we, we Father, we invite the Lord Jesus. We invite the heavenly hosts to come, Father. We thank you for angelic assistance that helps us today. As we pursue your purpose and your plan, Father God. Father, for we know and we understand that you have a purpose and a plan for every person. You have a purpose and a plan for every church and every ministry. You have a purpose and a plan for every, for every uh, service. Father, you have a purpose and a plan. And Father, it's our heart's desire to meet that plan and that purpose in every day. Father, you have a purpose and a plan, and Father, we thank you that we just, uh we thank you that you've seen us fit and worthy to be the ones that carry out that purpose and carry out that plan. And Father, I thank you as we approach your word today that you give each and every person the spirit of, uh, give each and every person the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. And open up the eyes of their understanding that they may come to know what is the hope that they have in Christ. What is the goodness of the inheritance that they have in Christ. And Father, I just thank you that as we approach your word today, revelations hit the minds and the hearts of every person that hears this (coughs) message. And Father, we thank you that you're carrying this (coughs) message all across this land and all across the world. Father, we thank you that people that we've never even met are hearing the gospel because of our obedience to follow your plan. And, Father, whoever they are, Father, we thank you that you're blessing them, you're equipping them, you're growing them, you're making them able to stand in this day and in this hour. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. And all the God's people said, amen. amen and Amen. You may be seated. I've never prayed that way before. I've never prayed, uh, Father God, take the message all all through the world and reach the people. Uh, but that should be our prayer. Glory to God. Well, we were going to talk about one thing. Uh, we even studied on it. Pastor, Pastor Mike actually did most of the studying on it. And, uh, then the word said, and, and then last night I was just like, Lord, I just, I'm discontented. This just doesn't seem to be right. This just doesn't seem to be as a flow. Uh, where do we need to go, Lord? And, uh, the word kind of shifted my direct, shifted the direction. Uh, so this morning I told Pastor Mike, I said, I don't think we're going that way. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, So we're just going to go the way that the Lord leads us to go. Uh, Because, you know, my prayer every single week, this is my prayer every single week, uh, and for every single service, is, Father, you know the heart to the people, and you know what they need. I may think by what I see that they need this, but, Father, you know the heart. And so we're going to speak to the heart this morning. and uh, so we're going to start off in 2nd uh, Second Corinthians, 2nd Second Corinthians, chapter 5, 2nd Corinthians. And you may say, well, Pastor, we know this, but you don't know it like you ought to know it. Amen. I guarantee you, we don't know it like we ought to know it. Amen. Uh, so what I'll talk to you about is your position, your position. You know, society as a whole is very wrapped up in position. The position that you hold within society. Are you a somebody in society? Are you somebody in your culture? Are you a somebody by the color of your skin? Are you a somebody by your bank account? You know, position. And then uh, then we're also uh, very concerned with position when it comes to, uh, social status, or, or I shouldn't say social status, but I should say that we're very concerned with position in employment. In employment. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, look, um, it, you know, as, as a whole, when you look at employment, you know, certain, certain employment is looked upon as being greater than other employment. It just is. You know, typically speaking, uh, Lawyers, doctors, politicians are kind of high ranked in the society ranking of uh, you know good jobs, good positions. You know, oh, you know, and the, the, how much you know within each. But then you've got the trade skills that a lot of people look down on. So within the trade skills, there's even positions of a, a, a positions in the trade skills. There's your there's your uh, your rut workers, so to speak, the ones that carry the concrete, the lumber, and the what have you. Um, and then there's then there's the able-bodied ones. Like, well, they got some. I mean, they can get the job done. Let's get out,
2: honey. You got your apprentices, your journeymen, and your masters.
1: Well, I'm not that I am not that
2: far. All right.
1: Um, you know, then you got the ones that kind of can get it done, which is, I guess that's pretty close to the apprentices.
2: So the ones that can kind of get it done, that's the journey.
1: Oh, okay, that's the journey. One.
2: Okay.
1: So those are the ones that, if like, like they can get it done, and, and, and it'll work, but it may not be
2: the best that you could get. That's where you need a
1: master. Okay.
2: Um. And then that's all the master? Master tradesman. Yes. What's about them? God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So we're kind of there's a, there's an in between space like, like well they can put your plumbing together but they might do it with duct tape instead of joints. Uh,
2: yeah, the wannabes. The apprentices. The wannabes.
1: <laughs> then you get your actual apprentices that are actually how learning how to do it right. There
2: you
1: go. Then you got the once you get from there you, then you get to the ones and then you get your master tradesmen. And your master tradesman man everybody wants to be a master tradesman. They make the good money.
2: They got the skill, they know how to work
1: it easy. They make it look like what I mean, they make hard work look easy. And when it comes and when they're done, man, that thing lasts
2: forever. And it's perfect.
1: And it's perfect. Because
2: they expect it to be. Right.
1: You know, they don't take less. you You know. and even in and even in even in the doctors' areas and the lawyers and the politicians, how much you know? Got, you got to get your masters, and then you get your doctoral. That's when people get to call you a doctor, whether you know how to do medicine or not. Do you know, you can get a doctorate in basket weaving. I'm a I'm a I'm a doctor of basket weaving. Okay, that's, that's called that's called you know up in there on a the master's level. You know you can get a you know, you, but you can't. You know all the history, know all the techniques, know all that. Yeah, you know. You know uh, Huh? These are positions. Yeah. But rarely do we ever think about our spiritual position. Spiritual position. And your spiritual position is your most important position. Because your spirit when you understand your spiritual position, it'll affect all of your natural positions. When you get your spiritual position under when you understand the spiritual position, when you understand uh, how your spiritual position works, it will affect your social status. It will affect your work status. It will affect your family status. It will affect your friendship status. You'll go from being the follower to being the one that everybody wants to follow. When you understand who you are. Position. Your position. So... We should look right here at Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen? We know this one real good, but we don't understand that this is talking about our position.
2: All right. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now,
1: we, we got, we, right here it tells us position. Believe it or not, this tells us position.
2: in are a new creature.
1: Position is often declared by a preposition. Did you know that? Your your position is most often declared by your preposition. Preposition? In, by, where, things like that. If we said, well, we walked by Christ, what does that draw a picture of? Christ is standing. And we walk by him or past him. We say, no, but he did he say, if any man be by
2: Christ?
1: Walk near Christ. What about if it said, uh, what if we said we walk near Christ? That's not directly by him, but I walk by his face. Now I, I can walk by the table, I walk by it. Or I can walk near it, and it's a closer draw, a different picture, right? Let's take the table and change it to a house. I moved. I walked by the house. I could be on the other side of the street. I may not even be on the street, but by the street that the house is on and be by. I walked near the house. But how much do you it's a very different picture when I say I walked in the house. If, I'm in, if I just walked by a house, do I get any of the benefits of the house? No. If I walk near the house, do I get any benefits of the house?
0: No. <laughs> right, you get the shade, you get the what? Pie. Right, you get to smell the
1: fire. Mm. Oh, there's a fire in that household. Oh, all that does is make you hungry. All that does is make you, hungry. Make you drool a little bit. That's all it does. So you're, all you're doing is walking by. But when you walk in the house, then you get to partake in the air conditioning. Then you get to partake in eating the pie. Then you get to partake in laying in a comfy couch. Or laying on, lay on the comfy couch. Or getting down in that big comfy recliner. Getting you a big glass of tea. Getting you a big slice of that pie with that big piece of ice cream on it. How much do you know? You're in the house. It's far better than by the house.
2: Especially with the kale on outside. Right. Right.
1: Unless you know, if there's a hailstorm, you don't want to be by the house. You want to be in the house. Unless you know, when the devil's knocking on your door, you don't want to be by Jesus. You want to be in Jesus. Because when you're in Jesus, you have the authority to tell the devil to move on. To move on. So he said this. He said, therefore, if, which means it's a choice. It's your, choice. Oh, yeah, it's your choice to go in your house. It's your choice to go in your house.
2: You know, it's an amazing
1: thing to me. Amazing thing to me. There's a whole bunch of people in the world that have their own houses and spend very little time in them. Spend very little time in them. And the number one reason that they spend very little time in their houses is because the devil has them afraid to be alone in their house.
2: Huh? Ah. Good point.
1: I'm, I'm a, I'm, 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 my house is empty. There's nothing going on in my house. I have to have I have, to have people in my house, honey. If your house is, if you've got God's in your house, the Holy Ghost is in your house. Your house is never empty, never, never. If you've got wrong. But so many people are depending on people instead of depending on the Father. And they do that because they don't understand that they have a choice to be in Christ. In Christ, I used to be one of those people. It caused a lot of problems in our marriage. Partly caused a lot of problems because I was uncomfortable with myself, so I wanted to be around other people. Well, if I get married, I'll have other people all the time. This is how the brain. This is how the devil gets you into traps. Not saying that my marriage was a trap. That's not what I'm saying. But this is how people do get into traps of bad marriages. As well, if I could just get somebody to be in the house with me, then I would be okay. Well, how you know they can't be in the house with you 24 7 And how much do you know? You annoy yourself, so how much are you going to annoy them? They're going to need a break from you every now and again.
2: And when they go get a break from you, then you have a meltdown
1: because why don't they want to be with me? Because you haven't learned to be okay by being yourself. And you haven't learned to be okay being by yourself because you don't understand who you are in Christ. You don't understand your position. Your position. Let me help you with this. If the devil says you're always alone, what's the truth? You're You're not. You're never alone. Because all he can do is lie. You're sitting in a room. I'm all by myself. I'm all by myself. What if there's a robber? What if a tree comes through the window? What if this happens? What if that happens? 911, baby. Right? I mean, the greater one will forgive you. But I mean, honestly, if a tree comes through, crashing through your house, dial 911. Get your neighbor. Somebody will come help you. Like, it's not the end of the world. But so the devil will get you thinking along these lines. But where does somebody come? What if somebody comes to hurt you? Well, right? Who said, well,
0: what's the, I mean, honestly, the likelihood of
1: that is not high. Unless you're involved in stuff that you shouldn't be involved in. No, it does happen occasionally, but if you're in Christ, you've got angels to deal
0: with them. I like, I mean, hello? In Christ.
1: He said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, therefore, if, that if is a choice. Then he is. If he's in Christ, he's a new creature. Another way that that could be translated is creation. <clears throat> it means that you become when you when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became something totally different, something totally new, something to, something you've never seen before. Yeah, unrecognizable. Well, if you have something that you if, if if you went to the store and you bought something that you've never seen before, what do you do
2: with that thing? Show it out. Show it off. man! I can't wait. I've never had this before. Wow!
1: I'm ripping that package open. I'm looking at every detail. Every like, what's that button doing? What's that button? And is that a but- like? i I'm, I'm investigating that thing to figure out all about it. Have you ever seen little kids? When they discover insects, yes, little kids when they <laughs> discover insects, how much do you They're super excited, and that is a brand new creature to them. They want to know all about it. They'll get down, they'll squat down like it's a, and they'll get down where they'll get down way low. And if that's not close enough, I'm not going to do it. But they'll lay on the floor with that thing. They'll get as close to that thing as they can get. And they'll count how many wings it has. And they'll figure out how many legs it has. They'll figure out if it has antennas or not. They'll pick it up, figure out if it's light or heavy. What's it feel like? They'll, They'll tell it. Yeah, they'll figure out how many eyes it has. They want to know exactly what those eyes do. Like, like. Why do their eyes look so weird? And did you see that? Did you see that? that it's got that little pointing thing coming out of its head. And that little pointing thing coming out of its head. It's got little, like, like, sticks coming off the side. Like, they get down to the nits and girdies of this thing. They get down to the detail of it. And then, if it's a really internalized kid, they start pulling
2: it apart. <laughs>
1: They start pulling it apart. say, here's one wing, here's the other wing. Oh, look, there's a leg. wonder what happens if I take that leg off. They investigate that thing. You know what believers do when they become in Christ? Okay, I receive Jesus, I'm headed to heaven. They walk out like nothing's ever changed. They don't investigate. Man, you're something brand stinking new. You need to investigate who you are. Investigate it. Well, how do I investigate who I am, what this new creature is? You look in the Bible, where the Creator put your description in His Word. Did you know that? They'll say, well, but God did. And then here's the first lie, the lie that the devil tells every new believer. And it makes me crazy. Did you really change? Go look in the mirror. I, I look exactly the same. Well, he didn't say that he changed you on the outside. He said that he changed that you became something new. Guess what? A butterfly doesn't start off looking like a butterfly. You know, most people are like, yeah, no, it's a butterfly. And then it gets in a cocoon where the change begins to take place. Did you hear that? It gets in a cocoon where it begins to take place. Christian, if you don't know that you're a butterfly, you need to go put yourself in a cocoon. Amen. Yeah.
0: You need to go cover
1: yourself up. You need okay. to cut yourself off from the world. And you need to get in the cocoon of the Word of God and figure out who you are now. Amen. And then when you understand who you are now, then you come out of your cocoon and you fly, off, and you fly through the air like a butterfly would eat. But most Christians don't do that. So how do you become, how do you, ask, so how do you answer the if? Oh, well, that's real simple. Go to Romans chapter 10. Hold your face in Corinthians. We're coming back here. So go to Romans chapter 10. Well, how do you move from an if to a uh, I am? Well, that's a real easy thing to do. You move from if you be to you are in Christ with one simple step. Super simple. Super easy to do. Romans chapter 10, verse 9.
2: That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. One verse.
1: One verse in the Bible tells you how exactly to go from being a worm to being a butterfly. How to become that new creature. How to get in the proper position with Christ. He tells you exactly how you do it. Number one. If thou shalt confess. What does confess mean? It means speak it out of your mouth. Don't be one of them problem Christians. Don't be one of them problem people that say, well, what if you can't talk?
2: Are you, or, is that your
1: classification? Do you, do you fall in that category? No? Then don't worry about it. And if you do fall in, well, but, but I know somebody that does. Well, you think your God is so, do you think that God is so small that he can't work with that person? Well, if they get the exception to well, then I get the exception. Stop it, woke person. Stop it. Exceptions are for exactly that. The exception. You have to follow the general rule. Everybody wants everybody to make an exception for them. Including God. Well, God, I know... Like, on the inside, I know that I shouldn't be doing this, but... Well, I'm weak, so I will take my exception. Not. Jesus didn't go to the cross for you to take an exception. For you to make a deal with him. Here's the rule. Here's the rule. If you will, if thou shall, let's put it in modern English, if you will confess. 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 What does confess mean? means you admit out of your mouth. It means to make an admission out of your mouth. It's to make an admission out of your mouth. When a, when so, when a criminal goes before the judge, they say, if you will confess your crime. What does the criminal have to do? They have to admit the crime. Have, and how do they admit it? By the words coming out of their mouth. So to confess is to make a, an admission of confession. An admission by, the, by your word. Uh, he says, if you will confess with thy mouth. No. No. Not, not, well, I believe in Jesus in my heart. No. What did you say? Do you say it in your mouth? Well, I don't have to tell Jesus how I feel about him. He knows it in my heart. Is that what the scripture says? No. It says that you have to confess him with your mouth. The, no. the Lord, the Lord Jesus. Does it say, Savior Jesus? Does it say, get out of a free jail party, Jesus? <laughs> Does it say, um, yeah, I don't know how I want, but Jesus, you're going to keep me out of hell, Jesus? No. It says, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. A Lord is a person that basically owns you has ownership of you. Now, in this case, because you are choosing to make the confession, it's ownership by choice. Ownership by choice. Let me explain this this way. And I know you guys in the house, I know you're saying, Pastor, you're preaching to the house, you're preaching to the choir, but I'm not calling preaching to the choir. And sometimes the choir needs to be reminded where they came from. Okay? Let me help you. Because we're talking about your position in the Spirit. There's only two kingdoms in the Spirit. There's only two nations in the Spirit. There's only two worlds in the Spirit. It doesn't matter how you describe it. There's only two. There's God's kingdom. There's Satan's kingdom. Now let me help you because some people are not okay with the word Satan as I learned the hard way. So there's only God's kingdom and the devil's kingdom. Because some people are okay with the word devil but they're not okay with the word Satan.
2: Now, I, y'all, some of
1: y'all are looking at me like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I learned this the hard way, funny little story. I was learning about the devil. I was learning about the devil and that Satan and devils and demons are all one and the same thing. And so sometimes I would say, man, that's just satanic. And my mom would have a meltdown. Would y'all that right? I don't
2: remember. Yes,
1: I heard that right. Mom would have a meltdown. That's yes. so oh, just, oh, just, don't say that. That bothers me. Don't say that. Okay. Well I'm sorry, but it's real, but okay. You know, don't want to mess with your senses. Okay. So, so then I would say to her, so then so I'd be telling me the same thing. I said, Well, that's just demonic. And she's like, Yeah, it is demonic. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So if I go to be president,
2: he'd get all in it, that's just demon, I' that's just oh don't say that,
1: that's just awful. And I was caught in a catch twenty two for about a month and I was like, Yeah, no matter what I say, one of them gets all upset. I don't understand. So I had them caught in the car one day. You know how I love to catch people in the car. So I got them in the car one day, and I said, "Satanic and and Demonic and they were both in a tizzy." (laughs) And I said, out of pure exasperation, (laughs) (laughs) from his perspective, from his perspective, they were both in a tizzy, and I said, both of you, do you not understand that satanic and demonic mean the same thing? And they're like, uh, uh, well, I don't, well, but. Uh. <laughs> and I said, listen. I said, y'all are going to have to help me. Because I'm trying not to upset or offend either one of you. But if I say satanic, mom gets in a tizzy. If I say to mom, Michael gets in a tizzy, and it's the same thing. And they both stop, and they both went. Well, I guess, well, I guess, well, not, you know, satanic was just like the word that, like, like, that's what Satan was. That was like the bad thing. And Michael was like, well, I guess, right enough, like, demon was bad. So I guess that's why it really bothers me. But Satan was like, okay, not a big deal. I'm like, seriously. It's the same thing, people. Same, same thing. Same adversary. Same thing. So if the word satanic bothers you, but the word demonic doesn't, then get used to the word satanic. Because it's one and the same. Demonic's one and the same. It's just, isn't it amazing how people's perceptions mess things up? All right, so anyways, so you have the kingdom of God, and you have the kingdom of Satan. Those are your two kingdoms. You don't get to go into the kingdom of Jackie when you leave this world. You don't get to go into the kingdom of Zach or the kingdom of James, which is what a lot of people think. A lot of people think that, uh, well, I'll just go on into eternity, and I'll just do things my way Uh
0: No,
1: baby, that's not how eternity works. You ain't gonna be alone for the rest of your life they think they're gonna bring everybody with them. No, 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 because they all want to be their own. They go, I don't want to do what God wants me to do, and I don't want the devil wants me to do. So I'm gonna take the middle of the road. This is what so many people become: agnostic or atheist.
2: They don't want to admit God,
1: but they don't want to admit the devil either. So they say, well, neither one of them exists, so that I can exist in my own plane in the middle.
2: That doesn't work.
1: Just because you believe you can exist in the middle doesn't mean that you can. Just because I, I see it all the time, just because I think, just because I choose to believe that the grass is pink does not make the grass pink. I mean, I can look out, out the window. I mean, I can look out the window and go, man, that's some pretty pink grass. And all of you in here just shook your heads. Not pink. But, I mean, but if every time I talk about life I talk about it being pink, don't, don't you know, you'd be like, "There's something that's wrong with that part? That. <laughs> right? <laughs> my, yard, my yard in heaven will be pink. No, it won't. <laughs> but, but just because I believe it, listen, just because I believe it doesn't make it so. Just because you believe there's not a God doesn't mean there's not a God. Just because you believe there's not a Satan and a devil and a demon doesn't mean that there's not a Satan, a devil, and a demon. Satan, devil, demon, it's all one and the same. Satan is the head of all the devils and the demons. But I can't see him. Can't see him. Guess right. I can't see the cells in my body. Does that mean that I don't have a body? I can't see the wind, but I know it's there. Right. I can't
2: see the
1: wind, but I surely can see the effects of the wind. You can't see the devil, but in case you see the effects of the devil? Oh, come on, yeah, you can. Well, I i mean, people say, well, I can't see God. Do you not see the effects of God? You see the goodness of yeah, God. Yeah, you see the goodness of God. Come on. Just because you can't see doesn't mean it exists. So gonna help you. Because we're talking about your position in the spirit. You're going to be in position in one of two places. You're either going to be positioned in the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of hell. Those are your two choices. Either Satan is going to rule and reign your life, and all of his devils and demons, or God's going to rule your life because you choose to. Because you choose to. Now, here's the difference between heaven and here's the difference between hell and the difference between God and the difference between Satan. Heaven is a choice. Hell is your destination if you don't make the choice. Because, well, well... So you mean to tell me God's going to send me to hell? No. God made heaven available to you. God didn't create hell for, the, for for us. God created hell for Satan who rebelled against God. But if you choose to rebel against God like Satan did, then you can go live with Satan. I still think God's sending me there. No, no, no. When you were born into this world, where was your heavenly destination? Your eternal destination is heaven. When you're born, your eternal destination is heaven. And your heaven remains... Here's the deal. Heaven remains your eternal destination as long as you always choose God. But when you choose to reject God and go serve Satan then Satan becomes your home. Y'all know, you can choose to reject God in a multitude of ways. And you don't
2: have to actually say, God, I reject you. You can just go... Go to Satan. Not, not follow what his commands are. Right.
1: Because, what, because, because when, you, when you fail to follow God, Satan takes over your life. Satan takes you prisoner. Do you hear me? People that go to hell... They ended up in that position because they chose to do wrong when they knew to do right, and Satan said, oh, you got over on my territory, you're now my prisoner. That's how you end up there.
2: It's kind of like in the in the medieval days, you had lords and ladies, and uh, they had people or servants. And and the people or servants were just who lived in their land. If you lived in the Lord of Cornwall's land, you were the Lord of Cornwall's servant, or people. And you know, if you were important enough to be better than a servant, than you were. But still, so, you were you belong to him, you were part of his people because you lived there. If you were if you decided, no, I don't want to be a part of the Lord of Cornwalls and you were able to if you were able to leave, because you might not be able to in that day,
1: but in
2: this day you can't and you move over to the next kingdom, then you were in uh Lady Brianna's land, and now you're in her servant. Oh, are be a servant of one
1: of
2: them. That works. But, but it's up to you where you're at, but you have to put
1: yourself there. So, spirit you're only two kingdoms. You start off in the kingdom of God. If you willingly, by choice, go over into the land of the kingdom of Satan, then
2: you are now, uh,
1: you are now susceptible to his laws. And his law says, oh, you're on my land? You're now my prisoner. And my prisoners do whatever I want them to do whenever I want them to do it. Yes. This yes. is your choice. So over here in the kingdom of Satan, <clears throat> you're Over here Now, so once you get over here in this land of Satan, the only way out is to call on the name of Jesus. And to say, uh, I don't want Satan to be my lord anymore. I want Jesus to be. To be the Lord, the Master, the Ruler, the one in charge of my life. I'm coming over here, and when you make that decision out of your mouth, Jesus is my Lord. Then Jesus goes and talks to the King of Satan, the King of Hell, which is Satan. He goes and talks to King Satan and says, "Here's my blood. Now they belong to me. I paid their penalty." They now belong to me.
2: So now they get
1: to leave, and they get to come over here, and they get to follow, they get to live in the land of God. And whatever Jesus says, that's what, you, that's what you do, because Jesus is now your master. He's now your Lord. You're either servant by choice or prisoner by choice. Because you're going to be in one kingdom or the other. So I, so you can make the choice, but I'm, like, I'm going to leave this kingdom... And I'm coming over here and, oh, whatever you say, now I live in the Lord's house. How much do you know? If, my, if, I, if I just came and lived in your house, you're the owner of the house, uh, are, are you going to turn your household into doing things my way or am I going to have to adjust to your... He laughed hysterically. He laughed
2: hysterically. No. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, not bowing, no, are not My household is not
1: bowing down to the way you live. You're coming into my house. You're going to live the way we live.
0: That's right.
1: Jackie, when you came to live with us, did we say, now, Jackie? I still have the contract. (laughs) She still has the contract. Listen, when she moved in with us, I I sat her down and I said, here's the contract. You did what? I said, here's the contract. You will not smoke. You will not drink. You will not have relationships outside of marriage. You will not cuss. You will not have any drugs. You will go to church every time the doors are open. It's not a choice. Now it's her choice to live in my house. But when she lives in my house, it's no longer her choice to go to church. You will go to church. You will read your Bible. And you will walk in an upright Christian. Or a few other things on there. But they were all biblically based.
2: And I said, here's the contract.
1: You had 24 hours to mull it over, think about it, pray about it, and she already had a week. And then she came in, and she already knew, but then she came in, and I sat down and said, now, here's the contract. And she,
2: oh, 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 okay,
1: oh, okay. Contract, part of the contract was for 30 days, for eight hours a day, she was going to spend time with God, studying his contract. That was her contract. Oh. You I can spend that much time with God? Oh, up think that eight hours is nothing, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna do your in hymns, you're gonna read eight chapters out of the New Testament every day, you're gonna do your in- you're gonna write out your in hymns, you're gonna confess your in in hymns, you're gonna pray for a minimum of an hour every day in the spirit. Yep, that's what you're gonna do. Man oh man, it transformed your life. Then she chose to go back into the devil's world. That's right. Then she came back, and here was her problem. Jesus was Savior, not Lord. But when Jesus became Lord, it turned everything around. So guess what? This right here? This is your contract. This is your contract. This is how you live. That's a long
2: contract. This is how you live if you want to
1: be in God's kingdom. If you want to be in Christ, this is not only how you live, but this is who you now are. This is who you now are. So, what it means when he said, confess that Jesus is Lord, that means whatever Jesus says goes. If Jesus says you don't drink, you don't drink. If Jesus says you don't cuss, you don't cuss. If Jesus says you don't hang around sinners, you don't hang around sinners. There's a reason, so listen, Jesus isn't, a, he's not a hater towards sinners. Jesus loves you even in your sin. But he does expect you to come out of your sin because he paid the price for you to come out of it. So, it's, but Jesus is really smart. Jesus learned a long time ago, He's the creator of the world. He understands that the creek you hang out in is the creek that you fall in. So that's why he said, Christian, when you become a Christian, stop hanging around the sinners. You want to stop drinking, stop hanging out with people that drink. You want to stop smoking, stop hanging out with people that smoke. You want to stop cussing, stop hanging out with people that cuss and stop listening to and watching things that have profanity in it.
0: Stop hanging around with
1: profanity. You want, to, you want to get control over your emotions, stop hanging out with unemotional with, with emotionally controlled people you want to get control of your emotions, don't go hang out with the, with the manic-depressant. Don't go hang out with the drama queens and kings. Get yourself around somebody that's emotionally stable. Because you, you become the creek that you hang around. You're Lord in heaven. Don't be in the creek over here and go, wow. <laughs> I'm kinda of getting a little wet. I'm kinda of getting a little dirty from these rocks. These rocks are a little slippery. Yeah. Hold on, Jesus. I'm gonna get out of the creek. I'm gonna walk along the bank. I'm
2: gonna come over here and I'm gonna
1: go, well that creek, that, that rock doesn't look as slippery. I'm gonna get on this rock and now it's okay. Yeah. You're still in the same creek. You're still in the same problem. Just because the the moth ain't grown yet doesn't mean you ain't going to fall in. You'll fall in eventually. It might take a little longer on that rock than that rock, but you're still in the same creek. Oh, my goodness. We're talking position. I promise, we're talking position. He said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall do what? Believe. Believe. believe where in your, heart. In, your heart. in your heart. Now, this word "believe" tricks, tricks everybody up. You could read it this way if you have faith in your heart. But people, but if Jesus said that, how much? Do you know? everybody said, "Well, I have no faith. I can't go in the cars." No, believe in faith is the same thing. Faith is simply to have. Faith simply to have means
2: to have a
1: concrete. Trust in Christ. To believe means to have a concrete trust. I concretely trust that that grass is pink. Doesn't matter what my eyes tell me, because my eyes tell me it's green. Doesn't matter what society tells me, society tells me the grass is green. You could be up in Kentucky and they call it blue grass because it's got a blue hue to it, so I could call that grass blue. But really, it's still green. No. You will not run out of the fact that the glass is speak if I chose to believe that, but I don't choose to believe it. It's the same way with Christ. I choose to believe that Jesus is my Lord. Whatever He says, that goes. Yes. Does my flesh want to buck against it sometimes? Yes.
2: Do I always
1: feel like being nice? No. Do I always want to control this? Do I always... Like, because my head can say some free. I was well trained with sarcasm. I was well trained in making somebody feel small in five words or less. And I was also trained that if you walked quick with that, uh, you were going to be the, the, the receiver not the giver. So i Good at being quick about passing it out. So there's a lot of times that my brain thinks stuff and says stuff that (laughs) that Jesus has said, Don't let that come out your mouth. Because Jesus didn't say you're thinking, Jesus didn't say uh, if you have a bad thought, then you sin. That's what you do with the thought. Just because I think something something doesn't mean I need to
0: let it come out of my mouth. There you
1: go. Now I've been informed that sometimes my face doesn't help me. <laughs> I'm still working on it, Jesus. I'm still a working father. And sometimes we
2: say things without thinking.
1: And sometimes, and sometimes we don't, well, we say things without engaging the Spirit. This is but true. no, no, no. Believing is believing. Believing is simply this. Believing is simply saying, I choose to believe that it's true. Even if my head, do do not understand how Jesus went down into hell and left and that all that and then his physical body came back to life with nothing there? Then the nail prints on his hands? Nope. Honestly that kind of boggles me. How does his body be completely healed, taken and redeemed that you can't see the stripes, but yet the nail cranks are
2: still there? Because he's was the floor Right.
1: Wait, right. like how, like how like like how like how does that work, Jesus?
2: Well, God named some of us. Doubting
1: promises with the yeah. evidence. Yeah. That's right. Like, 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 how does that work? Um, but here's the deal. I don't have to know how it works. I just have to know that it's so. I just have to know that it's so. And I and, just, and and well, how do you know? I choose to know. And then my spirit, when I say, yes, I believe that to be right, then the Holy Spirit confirms in my spirit that that's right. Position. Position. Believe in. So it means to believe in the heart. And this is a choice. That so you know what well, you believe in, and here's the deal everything that you believe in is a choice. You can believe that abortion is fine. Doesn't make it so. You can believe that having that banking out is okay and not sex doesn't make it so. Oh got a real in house. Listen. It's not what. When we live in the Lord's house, our thinking has to become like the Lord's. He's not asking you your opinion or your thought. He's expecting you to think like He thinks. He expects you to think like He thinks. He expects you to act like He acts. And He expects you to behave the way that He behaves. Well,. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. How can I do that? No, you're not. Go back to our scripture. Good point. Well, let us finish reading this real quick. Let's just read. Let's just read it.
2: If you believe in your heart that God raised
1: him from the dead, do I have to understand how He raised him? No, I just have to believe that He did. Thou shalt be saved. That word "saved" means made completely whole. Now go back to Second Corinthians five seventeen. Five seventeen. So now we know how to take the if out of the statement. So we could read it this way. Any man that's in Christ, any woman that's in Christ, if you make the confession of Christ, then you're in. If you've made the confession of faith, if you make the confession that Christ is your Lord, if you've made the determination that this is my kingdom, then you're in the kingdom. And if you're in the kingdom, then you're in Christ. How cool is that? And you're a new creature. You're a new creature. Well, guess what the new creature can do? The new creature can do some pretty amazing things because the new creature lives over here in this kingdom. Go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. And verse 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, that says through Christ. If I'm in Christ, how much do you know that I get to do things through Christ? Amen. I'm in Him. I'm positioned in Him, which means that anything that I do in life, I'm doing it through His might, power, and ability. Or I'm doing it in. We could change that word through. I can do all things. let change the word through and in because it's just a preposition. Right? I can do all things in Christ In Christ Who strengthens me He makes you able Well I just don't have the strength to cut friends out of my life Christ gives you the strength to do it Well I just don't have the strength to keep my body in check And to keep my hands to myself Christ gives you the ability Well I just can't divert my eyes from that Christ gives you the ability. Why? Because you're in Him. Because you're in Him. Look at our confession that we do on Sunday morning. The confession that we do on Sunday morning, uh, every single one of these is an in Christ scripture. Because you're in Christ, you are in the image. Actually, you're in the image of God, whether you're in Christ or not. But you're so much more in the image of God when you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. How much do you know when you're over there in the kingdom of Satan, you don't look a whole lot like God? Nope. Your spirit and your flesh, your spiritual alive on to God. And, and you have a physical flesh body. And you're very good. How much you know if you're living in the kingdom of God, you've got it going on. You're very good. You've got a good spiritual position. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I want you to know, that new creature, that new creation, I want you to know, God fearfully and wonderfully made it because it's in Christ. It's in Christ. Uh, I'm I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature. We just read that verse. I'm dead to the flesh, but I live in Christ. But I live in Christ. Come on. That is the flesh that live in Christ. Just in case you want to know where that verse is, that is in Romans six, verse eight. That is the flesh, but we live in Christ. I want you to go to Ephesians uh, two, five. Actually, hold on right there. Well, you're already there. Ephesians 2.5, 5 five, we'll come back to this other one. Ephesians 2.5, five, what does it say?
2: Even when we were dead in sin have quickened us together with Christ. By grace, who are saved.
1: Look at that. He said, even when you were he said, even when you were dead in sin. If you are dead in sin, what does that mean? That means you don't sin anymore because you're dead in it. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. When you're dead in sin, that means you're living in sin and now you're dead on the rock. You're dead on the rock. Now that's no fun. So when you leave, when you make your heavenly so if you're living sinfully, you're dead on God. You're separated from God. You're not in His kingdom. You're in the devil's kingdom. If you're sitting in, on purpose. He said, Guys! You have been quickened as together with Christ by grace. When you received Christ, when you became that new creature, that same quickening power that quickened Jesus quickened you. So quicken. What does the word quicken mean? The word quicken literally means to be to to bring to life. That's what it literally means to bring to life. So so when so over here you you've made that choice you got over here in the devil's territory you're in you're you're, you're you're serving sin because you're a prisoner to it and you go um hey Jesus it's really good over there if you'll receive me I'll do anything you tell me to do I'll you died. And I believe you now live this because I see you in the Spirit. And Jesus, what does Jesus do? He comes over, He pays for you, and the Holy Spirit comes in and does, and, and, and gives you the, the, He gives you, what is that thing they, they do that defibrillates you?
0: He defibrillates, yeah, that, do it again.
1: Yeah, He does that to you. And immediately, you're brought back into fellowship, brought back into life with God. Immediately you receive a heart transplant. Immediately, you're brought brand new to life. Now, you've got a physical flesh that you've got to get in agreement with that spirit. That's your job. It's your job to bring your flesh into agreement with the spirit. Did you hear me? It's your job. Did you hear me? It's your job. Did you hear me? It's your job.
2: job. Mark, did you hear
1: me? It's your job. To bring your flesh into agreement
2: with your spirit. Your flesh and your mind. And your mind. And your soul, your feelings, your thoughts,
1: your emotions. It's your job to get them in control. But I just don't have the strength to do it. Yes, you do. Because you have the strength of Christ. Because of your position. Self-control. You have self-control. And not only did he bring you to life, but he raised you up together. This is your position. You've been raised up with Christ. You're not just me you're not just me you're not just a merely human being. Jesus didn't take you out of the middle of the earth, out of the pits of hell and the earth, and then set you on the earth and go, That's it, that's as far as you go. No, that's not what he did. Spiritually, he took you with him from the Night verse, he took you with him into the heavenly throne room. If he didn't take you to the heavenly throne room, then Jesus then then Jesus could have never taken the Father God could have never received Brianna into the heavenly throne room.
2: If she wasn't already
1: there spiritually, she could have never gone there um, in the spirit. Do you understand this? Look at this. He said, and has raised us up together and made us
2: to be what? Sit together.
1: Sit together.
2: In the heavenly place. Where? Where many
1: places? Do you think Jesus is just sitting on a park bench in heaven? That's his... He got all the way to heaven. And the Father God said, Jesus, that's far enough. You've been tainted with sin. You'll only get the bench or the
2: barn. Do <laughs>
1: you think that's what God did to Jesus? No. No. He said, Jesus. He said, he said uh, angels, sound the trumpets. Open the doors to the throne room. Open the courtyard doors. Open the gates right on in here, bring him all the way to the throne, so that he can sit with me on my throne. And guess what? When we receive him, God opens the gates wide right for us too. Listen, when you understand that you're not just someday getting the throne, but you already have the ability to sit on the throne, that will do something for your personal for your personal outlook. The devil wants to tear you down. The devil wants to say, who do you think you are? You're nothing but a mistake. You're nothing but a mess up. You're nothing but a failure. You're a nobody. You can't do anything. The devil, the, devil the devil doesn't even pull that with me anymore.
0: Because I'm, I'm not
1: lying. There's no one of the lies of the devil that I have to deal with. And here's why. Because he pulls that with me and I go... Did you say something? I don't even you. I even heard it. Why? Because I'm sitting on the throne room with God. And all that lightning and thunder and booming and the voice of God is with me. I don't even hear his voice when he says something stupid like, You're a nobody. Because I know I'm a somebody. I'm not just a somebody, but I'm the daughter of the king. And I get to sit on his throne. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm the workmanship of his hands. I'm adopted into his kingdom. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm more than a conqueror because Jesus has already whipped you, Satan, for me. He did all the work and I get the paycheck. Now that might sound more revival, but no, I'm bragging on Jesus. I'm not bragging on me. No, come on. I'm royalty. I'm a, a peculiar person. I'm bought by the blood of the King. I'm a royal priesthood, not because I stand in the pulpit. I was royal priesthood before I ever got in the pulpit, because Jesus made me one. See, He's the head priest. So if I'm His sister, and if I'm if I'm if we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and Jesus is my big brother, and He's in the priesthood, and it's all the family business, then guess what? I'm in the priesthood. Glory to God. No, 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 We're seated with him in heavenly faces. You know, we Peter seated nine. line. But you're a chosen generation. I'm the chosen of God. Amen. Nobody wants me. When the devil tells you nobody wants you, you better fuck up and say, no, I know that's a lie. Because Jesus said I'm a chosen person. I'm cho- Did you know that? Did you know you're chosen of God? You're picked by God to be here. Ms. New, did you know that? You're picked by God to be here.
2: You're not here because you happen
1: to become James's neighbor. God <laughs> got that house for you because God picked you for that house so that God could get you into the house that he called you to, to begin with. Amen. A, yeah, you came by the motive of James in the natural, but it was God that drew you. Amen. Why? Because she's chosen. Yeah. Chosen by God. When God says, Satan, hey, nobody wants you. to shut up, Satan. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. This is my position. A whole- now that word nation and generation is honestly a very similar word. In fact, many times the Greek and Hebrew words are translated the generation and nation, the same word. Generation cannot doesn't necessarily mean generation as in generation. Uh, like we think of it like uh, Michael and I are the same generation these younger ones are the next generation lineage that way X, Y, Z right X, Y, Z it can mean that but it doesn't necessarily mean that we are all um, we are all part of the generation of the New Testament the New Covenant we're the New Covenant generation how many know the New Covenant generation has been going on for somewhere around 2,000 years yep 2,000 years. We're all part of that generation. We could say it this way. We're part of the New Testament nation. New Testament believers. New Testament generation. The words are interchangeable. It means a set group of people. So you're chosen.
2: Not only are you a
1: priesthood, but you're a royal priesthood. Do you know what the royal priesthood is? I love this. The royal priesthood are not just the priest that the there's the priesthood that serves the people, but then there's the priesthood that serves the king. That's the royal priesthood. To be the royal priesthood, we're not just a priest, but we we're the priest under Christ. That's why that's why our praise and worship is so important. What are we doing? We're ministering as priests unto the king. When we I'm speak the sure. word, uh, do you know that every once in a while God has to be encouraged? Yes. Did you know that? Yes. I just saw a head tilt. How a new, tilt. Tilt. How'd How'd a new gate. God needs to be encouraged? Well, yeah, he needs to be encouraged. If you were a parent and all the children of the world were your children, and you looked down at the world and saw all the ridiculousness that your children were doing, wouldn't you need to be encouraged? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh God! How did I miss it? How did I make? Was I such a horrible parent? Oh God, you want a horrible parent? You made everything available to them. The the devil drew them in. did I not warn them enough? No, God, you warned them enough. Did I not? Did I not teach them well enough? No, God, you taught them well enough. But you gave them free. You know, but they have free will. It's their choice. They get to go whichever way they want to go. You know, you're at my You're right there to get out of the mess. They just have to turn back to you. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, good. Okay. So, guess what? What does a priesthood do? It encourages you. Why do you come to church? So you can be encouraged, right? Well, guess what? Why does God come to church? So he can be encouraged. Why do you think Jesus walks around the candlesticks? Being encouraged. Lord God, a holy nation. Holy means you're set apart for a purpose. You're set apart. You're separated. Well, I don't want to be Separated. I want, to be, I, want to be, I want to be out on the farm with all the pigs and the horses and the ducks and the donkeys and the geese and the roosters, and the, I want to be out there with all of them. Do you really? I don't think you do. No. You want to be separated. You want to be holy. You want to be separated. I've already said a peculiar people, peculiar nation, peculiar generation, peculiar means different, different. I was, I was, I was, I was I, yeah, after Mike's definition of peculiar used to aggravate me, but i learned to love it. Because of the point of view that he has from me. do you share that? <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You said well, I, I think I know what she's talking about. The bully. Yeah, yes, you know. I know. Uh, um. I
2: thought that Christine would play the worship music anymore, too. So when I was when I was uh, young and my parents uh, moved me to a uh, to a new city because um, my dad was in the air force and moved around a lot. So I um, started out in a new school and felt kind of awkward because I didn't know anybody and you know I was a young teenager. They always feel awkward. But, but uh, especially music, and I, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't the strong kid, and I wasn't uh, the smartest kid, and I wasn't, you know, I just didn't stand out. But, uh, there, there was a bully who'd been at school forever. I think he had a full beard. Uh, Anyways, he would, he would, uh, he'd always pick on me and call me weirdo. And that used to make me feel really bad. You know, and uh, one day, somebody was talking about words and their meanings and stuff, and I was like, I wonder what that means. So I looked, up, I looked it up in the dictionary.
1: No, it's a man's definition.
2: Right, right. I looked it up in the dictionary. It's right in the dictionary, right there in the school library. I looked up weirdo, and it said, uh, somebody. "Somebody that's somebody or something that's different than you. I started thinking. So he's, he's mean, mean. He's obviously not very bright, because he's like 18 in the you know 10th grade. Uh, and I just don't like, and I don't like anything about him. And if he said I'm different from him, that's probably a good thing, you know. So the so next time they call me weirdo, I'll call it. What I'm by that, and what, what the doctor, and, you know, I say, hey, thank you. And he's like, what? Well, I'm like, hey, you know what, weirdo means? He's like, huh? No? It means I'm different than you. And if I'm different than you, I'm pretty
1: happy. It's a good thing. Good. How much she you know?
2: We could call me that. How much she you know?
1: It's better to be in the kingdom of God,
0: under the rule and
1: leadership of Jesus, and for the kingdom of Satan to look at you and go, weirdo. Thank you, Jesus. You've made me peculiar because you bought me with your with your precious blood. How much do you know? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I like it. Peculiar also means weird. It does mean weird. It does mean weird. Thank you, Jesus. Yep, you're right. I'm weird because Jesus bought me with His precious blood. Once you get to by you, you'd be weird too.
0: Come
1: on. Let's finish reading this verse right here. And um, where are we at? I don't even know. Ephesians.
2: Ephesians.
1: Six. Every six
2: and,
1: and seven. Ephesians six. Ephesians six and seven. We're oh. talking about your position. You're seated with Christ. Oh. Ephesians. I'm sorry. Ephesians two, verse six and seven. Ephesians there we go two, now. Verse I Ephesians two, six and seven. Right. And he has raised us up together and made us, made us, made us, made us. Made us, made us. Come on. Well, you made my feelings hurt. Well, you made me offended. Well, you made me angry. Why don't you learn to say, "Well, Jesus made me to sit down in heavenly places together, together with my Lord and Savior." If somebody's going to make you do something, why don't you just get in agreement with the Father? Made me. Made me. Forced me to sit down. God's not a preacher. He's a perfect gentleman. The only way you got made was because you chose to be made. The only reason you got angry was because you chose to get angry. The only reason you got offended was because you chose to get offended. The only reason you got your feelings hurt was because you chose to allow them to be hurt. Well, you can choose those things. You can also choose to allow God to make you to sit down in heavenly places with the king glory to God made us to sit down to sit together. Not just sit down but sit together. We saw in Revelation that Jesus sits on the throne with the Father God. And the one that's made of the throne who right here and said, that's true. That's I
2: was there.
1: Yep. Jesus and God sitting on the same throne. Yep. We sit with them. And they were buried. And it was right. And it was peaceful. And it was loving. And it was wonderful. Come on. Let's receive it. This is our position. When some little bully comes along, when some bully, and I'm not just talking to school, I'm going to you know there's bullies on the job. There's bullies in customer service. There's bullies. Yeah, there's bullies even in your family. Come on. Oh, yeah. When some bully in your life comes along, and starts to say, who are you? What do you think? Who are you to tell me did it, did it, did it? Let me tell you who I am. I'm the daughter of the king. I'm the son of the king. I'm seated in heavenly places on the throne with Jesus and the Father of God. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I'm chosen. I'm a peculiar people. I'm a holy nation. I'm made with the the workmanship of God's hands. To sit together with Him in heavenly
2: places.
1: I mean, come on! I am the alpha. I, I sit. Right. I'm not the alpha, but I sit with the alpha and the omega. I. Who are you to tell me that? Well, let me think. I'm in one fellowship through Jesus Christ with the God of all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Might be smarter than you because I've got insider information. Insider information. Come on. Uh, that, okay, uh, in heavenly faces in Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, that in, guess what? In. There's that in. This is talking position. You're in. But in the ages to come, that he might show the exceeding, what? Riches, Riches of his grace. In his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Do you know you get exceeding grace because you're in Christ? There's regular grace for those that are outside of Christ. But there's exceeding grace for those that are in Christ. Turn a couple pages over to uh, Colossians chapter 2. Because I just said... uh, I just said, well, what makes you smarter than me? Blah blah blah. Well, come on, look, in the, look at Colossians chapter two,
2: verse three.
1: In whom—that's the position—who's he talking about? In Christ. If you're this new creature, if you so, here's part of your new creature. Let's, let's pull off the wing here, find out what's in there. Come on, here's part of it. In
2: whom are hid all the treasures.
1: Of wisdom. wisdom and knowledge. What does that say? In, in you, because you're in Christ, are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What does that mean? That means there's nothing that you can't know and understand. That means there's nothing you can't know and understand because the King of Kings is in you and you're in Him.
2: That means that I don't know
1: and I don't remember should be part of your vocabulary. Amen. What do you got? You might You might have to say, "Give me just a minute. Let me let me check with my knowledge. In my words, not my brain. Hold on. Let me, let me, let, me let me check with my knower. Let me check with my knower. Let me check with my wisdom. Exactly right. Now that sounds funny, but come on." Oh, hold on, let me check with my wisdom and knowledge. Why? Because the one who has all wisdom and knowledge lives in you and you in him. I much you everybody, even sinners still know about the wisdom of King Solomon. His wisdom and knowledge is still, is still admired from, from all over the world. And he had the wisdom and knowledge of God on him. We have the wisdom and knowledge in us because we're in Christ. The Bible didn't, when when the Bible said there'll be none, it said that there'll be none that can have the wisdom and knowledge like King Solomon. In other words, that wisdom and knowledge was on him. It didn't say that nobody could have the same level of wisdom and knowledge, it just wouldn't be the same way. And it's not the same way. Our, because our wisdom and knowledge is in us. In us. And God has a supernatural way of when we. But here's the deal God's not going to teach you anything if you won't ask him. Did you hear me? God won't teach you anything if you won't ask him. So instead of saying, I don't know, you need to say, hold on, God, uh, I need to answer. Well, I don't know how to do that. That drives me crazy. I'll ask a Christian how to do something. And they'll go, well, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, A, you're gifted in this area, and B, you've got Jesus on the inside. Could you please check your malware? Because let's face it, some people are quicker to pick things up in their malware about certain areas because they're gifted in that area. I am not gifted in the area of electricity. I'm not. So my husband is extremely gifted in that area. I mean, I can sit down with the Lord and I've done it before he's not been available. And I've said, okay, God, teach me how to make this thing work, how to do this. Like, like, I need your help. And he'll walk me through it step by step. But my mental understanding still doesn't grasp it. But I can ask Michael something and I'll say, hey, what about, and he'll go, oh,
2: this is easy.
1: Why? Because his knower is sensitive to that area. That's why we need one another. Listen, Jackie's and mom's knowers are well-equipped for girliness. It's all God. They they know how to do it. She said it's all God. But you're well-equipped to pull that from God faster and easier than I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. That means I can go to you, pull that wisdom out of you faster. Glory to God. And we know our position in Christ. And I mean, I didn't even barely touch on the positions that we have in Christ. That's right. I mean, I didn't even touch on it. But can you see how just having a few under just just understanding a couple of things about your position automatically makes your head makes you hold your head up a little higher, makes you stand a little taller, makes you roll your shoulders back and say, "Man, I'm a
2: somebody." So, so some some of you are kind but. I mean, I've got Christ, I'm saved and all, but, but I don't know that I'm in Christ. So, Anne, if you'll uh, uh, put up uh, if he, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. It so, says, As ye have therefore received Christ, Jesus is the Lord. So if, if, if Jesus, if have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, go to the next verse. Really built up in Him. That means we have to. So it says we have to walk in Him. We have to do that. It's an action. We have to walk in Him and we have to become really built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. As you do this, you become in Christ. It's not just. When you, when you get saved, you're, you're not just in Christ, you're still, still a young Christian. Baby well,
1: you are in Him, but
2: you don't know that you're in Him. Right. right. You, don't, you, don't, you You're not rooted and built up. You have to become rooted and built up, and then this stuff will start to work for you. I mean, it's 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 all fine and dandy to say, oh, we have to we have to have self control and, and do all this stuff, but until you start building that, walking in it, it's not going to happen. You're still, your your flesh is still going to be in control. And you have, to, you have to teach your flesh to listen to you. And to listen to your spirit. Yes. And the only way you're going to do that is by reading the word, growing in the word, growing in Christ, and walking with him. You have to walk in him to become in him. Glory to God. Thank you, Father.
1: Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I encourage you to begin to look at the word and find out your position. Begin to meditate on your position, because when you understand your position in the Spirit, it'll change everything about your position in this world. It'll begin to change. It'll change your outlook supernaturally. Oh man, it's so good to know our position in Christ. Our position.
2: And listen, you don't know how. You don't have to know
1: everything about your position before you start to feel. Before you start to experience, you know, because the devil likes to say, well, you don't know everything about your position. Or you don't know everything about God. Or you don't know the Holy Word. Well, that's true. But I know enough to know that I'm a somebody. I'm an important And we're somebody. all in different places, and we're all working towards
2: that. You know, and we're going to, as we work in that, we will grow in pray with that. Yeah. Glory, glory, to to glory to God. Lord,
1: praise the Lord. It's time for tithes and offerings. We'll uh, pray and rest the of offering. Uh, if you're giving in the house and you're giving cash and want us to check it, then we have to you put it in on the envelope and put your name on it so we can track it. For you, if you're writing a check, you can do it out. You can write out the cycle box, or you can just do DHM. Uh, if you want to give online, you can just text 828-518-1770. Just text the word GIVE.
2: Now, once you set that up,
1: then it's super easy. All you have to do is type in the amount to that same number. It makes it super easy. Um, and then uh, if you want to give actually online, you can go to stripperpub.faith and hit the give tab. And I just, we just go through that just to tell everybody, this is how you do it. We just make it easy for everybody. Because different people like to do different things different ways.
2: You know, we've got online
1: people that like to give. And so, you know, we just want to make it easy for them as well as in the house. So, Father, we just you want to bless the offering, not just given in the house, but given to online
2: also. Sure. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you uh, for this time of fellowship with you, and we thank you for your word. And Lord, we, we just, we love you, Lord, and we know that you loved us first. We give into your kingdom. We give with a grateful heart, and joyous heart. I ask that you bless this offering that we give for the, for the progress of your kingdom. That is no, no private than we could ever ask, hope for towards doing you your work and your will. Lord, Lord, we just love you and we thank you and we will, we just want to give back to you, so we do. Lord, we just thank you.
1: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. we can to take your hands off the finances of people in the house, the people that get the message online, and that are faithful sowers and givers. Father, we thank you that we have the authority to. Um, Bind Satan, command him to release the finances of the people, command him to release it and let it go, command the angels to go, uh, cause favor to come, cause the finances to come, cause increase to come, and Father, we thank you that your word is true, your word is working, and Father, we thank you for it, in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Father. Uh, while you're receiving, as you know, um, um, we got people that... And here on the world, all over the world, from the tropical south, I've um, uh, somebody was in Singapore a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I was at Singapore, and we had somebody in Tokyo and Uganda and Kenya and Switzerland, and so the word's going out, and then.